Welcome to Small Business Minutes. We will learn to survive, adapt, and thrive. Hello. Today's episode is Small Business Survival Strategies. I'm your host, Fran Molinari. I am a CPA located in Center Valley, Pennsylvania, and a partner in a CPA firm there. I feel like at this moment in time, nothing could be more pertinent or helpful to many small businesses than to figure out what they can do to survive at this time. It's very strange in my own practice, I find that there are clients whose businesses are doing quite well. Uh, possibly because they are providing a service or a product that is in great need at this moment. But there are also uh, those that are doing quite poorly and may even be closed. It seems that it's just a very wide disparity. At this moment, there doesn't seem to be very much of a middle, middle ground. So if your business is doing well, I would ask you to just be sensitive to those around you who may not be and uh, try to patronize their businesses. Um, I know they would greatly appreciate that. So there are many businesses at this moment that are required to be closed um, by uh, government order. Um, And so they find themselves trying to figure out what they should be doing while they're closed or planning for the future. And some uh, businesses may be open uh, and running either at a smaller capacity than they normally do or uh, maybe at full capacity. So the strategies I wanted to discuss uh, today are more related to uh, basic survival. Uh, Some of these things I'm sure many of you have considered already. But I wanted to cover them because I've found in my practice that because this is so stressful of a time for many businesses, it's really hard to think clearly. And that's okay. That's not something that uh, as an owner, you should be um, uh, feeling like you shouldn't have some of these thoughts and feelings and emotions because it's a trying time for many. And so the point is, is I'm hoping to bring a little bit of focus and clarity for you so that um, you can address these things and for your business. So uh, the topics I wanted to cover today were um, reducing or eliminating expenses, deferring expenses or payments, debt payments, communicating with your employees, communicating with other business owners, maybe pivoting your business and the strategy, the various loans that are available at the moment, um, such as the PPP, which stands for Paycheck Protection Program, or the EIDL, which stands for the Emergency Injury Disaster Loan, as well as others. And the last strategy I wanted to discuss was getting legal advice where required. So strategy number one, reduce or eliminate expenses. 
This is critical to conserve any cash balances you may have now and into the future. It's probably an exercise that should be done on a regular basis, but it's even more critical now. I suggest you go line by line in your expense categories and figure out which ones uh, you may be able to eliminate or reduce. Simple questions like, do I really need this service? Or do I really need this product? Or am I subscribing to something that I can cut in half because it's by employee or by um, the, my sales, for example? Once you've, once you've identified those items, it's critical that you communicate with the vendor as soon as possible, either by email or telephone such things as monthly subscriptions, your insurances, whether they be uh, benefits or, or uh, property casualty insurance. You do want to be careful regarding benefits if you provide them because there are some rules in some of the legislation that require you to maintain those. Such things as trash and utilities, maybe mobile phone, internet, Again, it would just be going through each one of those line items and determining, doing a hard look at each one and determining which ones uh, you may be able to reduce or eliminate. The next item would be deferring expenses or payments. Again, this is where if you have a mortgage or a, a loan with a bank, it would be timely for you to communicate with them as early as possible and not wait until you haven't made a payment because you can't, and now they're pursuing you for um, a late payment. From my own experience, I've had many clients who I've advised in this manner, and they've called the bank, and many banks have been uh, open to um, giving deferments of payments, uh, or at least... uh, interest only, depending on your circumstances. Again, communication is really important here. Um, I will say that uh, your bank, if you have a, a lender that you deal with, uh, they're, they're under some, not some, they're under a lot of pressure right now because they are the ones that are administrating the PPP program and they're working day and night uh, to process applications and go through loan closings for these programs. So you may or may not be able to reach out to them. If you have their email, at least they can address your request as soon as they can. Other things you might want to consider in this category are equipment leases. If you have any large equipment leases where the payments are significant, again, call the leasing company. I've found, again, with clients that the leasing companies are very open. They may ask you for some information regarding Uh, how your business has been impacted by um, the pandemic. Um, But once provided, uh, it seems that they've been flexible to defer payments. Your landlord, if you have a lease, uh, my results here with clients have been mixed. Uh, Landlords have been willing, some landlords have been willing to defer payments. Uh, Some have not. But communicating with them your circumstances is really important, and doing so in writing is also important because um, 
you really want to let them know your circumstances. In addition, uh, we'll circle back to this, but this is where legal advice will come in, uh, understanding exactly the terms of your lease and what, um, what your circumstances might be. Again, in all of these things, communication, personal communication, either by email or telephone is really critical uh, because I think when there's a human touch to this, uh, it makes a difference on both sides. Um, uh, the next, cate next category is communicating with employees. This is where I think it's so important to do. Uh, if you're operating, maybe you're operating on a skeleton crew, checking on when those employees, checking on their how they're doing, um, those that are not there, if they've been furloughed, checking in with them, seeing how they're doing, if they've had, if they've applied for unemployment, trying to figure out if they need help. Um, of course, processing their claims as quickly as possible on your end, if, if uh, your state requires you to respond to the claims. That's also helpful. And of course, just offering to assist in any way that you can. The next strategy is to communicate with other business owners. This is really important because this will help you realize you're not alone in your circumstances. And I think it's always good to, to have someone to talk to about these situations, especially now. Commiserate if you must, but this is more about encouraging one another in their circumstances and trying to help each other as much as you can. The next strategy would be considering a pivot in your business. This might be something that you've thought about on other occasions. You've had ideas about what you might be able to do in the future with your business. Now, be, now may be the time to consider executing this. It may be something that's necessary because whatever you do now uh, in the way of service or product is something that may not be in demand um, as things have changed in the near term or in the long term. Most important thing here is that if you are considering these things, you want to start planning and strategizing about what that pivot looks like. How much will it cost to, to to deliver the service? How much will it cost to create the product? Uh, how, what can you sell it for? All of those kinds of questions need to be asked and you need to be as honest as possible with yourself about those uh, answers. You obviously want to survive. Pivoting is a form of adaptation. So you're adapting your business. And of course, in the end, you would like to be successful and thrive. The next strategy is more just a discussion regarding the uh, loan programs that are available to small businesses. Um, the two I want to cover here are the PPP, which stands for the Paycheck Protection Program, and the EIDL, which uh, stands for Emergency Injury Disaster Loan. The PPP program is administrated by banks. I think what you've found in dealing with, uh, if you've tried to, to get a, uh, a loan, um, the first round has already been done. And uh, uh, as of this recording, um, the, there's been an additional funding of the program, but you still must apply with banks. 
for those of you that have applied and were denied or just didn't make the first round, you may want to communicate back with your banker or the person that you were dealing with because it's unclear whether the application is still uh, being considered or if you have to reapply. So going back to your bank or the bank you dealt with is critically important. The next uh, loan program is the emergency industry, <laughs> pardon me, the emergency injury disaster loan program that is administrated directly by the SBA, the Small Business Administration. That program uh, is all of the applications are online. Uh, my own experience dealing with clients and others, uh, there's been very little communication after you have uh, applied and it's unclear uh, whether you've been approved. Uh, some of my clients have stated they've just received the money into their bank accounts without any communication, and that would be the initial $10,000. I don't know that it's clear whether you're even able to apply for more funding at this point. I've actually called the SBA and have received different information than what my clients' experiences have been. So that's, uh, I think, a challenging uh, situation. Frankly, in all of these programs, they are inundated. Um, bankers that I've spoken to are working more than they ever have uh, to fulfill the loan requests. They're they're administrating the loans. They're taking the applications. They're uh, submitting them to the SBA. They're hearing back, and then they're scheduling closings and preparing documents and things like that. So. Be patient with your bankers if you're dealing with them because they are working really hard in this uh, situation. And um, I know that they're trying to do all that they can to get the funds to their clients as quickly as possible. The one thing I will say about the PPP program is that the requirements of that program are that those funds have to be used for payroll predominantly. And that means that 75% of the money that's borrowed has to be used for payroll expenses, which would be gross payroll, in eight weeks. 25% of the funds can be used for other things. And these requirements, if met, means that the loan or the amounts used for those items will be forgiven. So keep that in mind as you borrow um, from the PPP program. The one thing I will also say is that there's also been some reporting and even uh, some of the clients that we have have come back and said, we've applied for the PPP funds, we've been approved, and maybe they've even received, received them, but they have then gone back to employees who have been laid off, uh, furloughed, and said, we're going to be starting back up again, we'd like you to come back to work. However, the employee is receiving more funds through unemployment than they would receive as a paid employee. This is largely true because most states' unemployment benefit is between 40 and 60% of the employee's payroll up to a cap. The federal program is adding an additional $600 a week to that benefit through July. This makes it very difficult for an employer to call an employee back who would receive less than those funds. State unemployment and federal unemployment through this uh, additional payments currently are taxable for federal. There's been no 
changing that to my understanding. Of course, gross payroll has all kinds of taxes removed from it. So an employee's pay would have to be increased essentially to meet what they were receiving in unemployment, which in many cases would be uh, financially challenging. I'm not sure what the answer is because I think employers thought they were doing the right thing. Business owners thought they were doing the right thing by calling their employees back and saying, we're going, you're going to receive pay. And now they're realizing that the unemployment benefits are greater than their pay. So keep that in mind. If you haven't applied for the PPP, you may, if you're a small business and you have a certain number of employees, you may want to have that conversation with them before you go through the process. Um, there may be a way for you to pay them partially. Um, and maybe they keep some or all of their benefits. It is unclear to me at this uh, recording whether or how the federal benefit is reduced if, if an employee is paid partially. It is clear in most states how the state benefit is reduced. So you may want to think about that as well. The last item uh, to, to, uh, in survival strategies is legal advice. I really believe that getting solid legal advice at this time is critical. You have signed contracts and agreements, um, leases, loans. You don't want to make any major decisions without getting good, solid legal advice. You may not like what you hear, but at least you know where you stand and what your options are and what you can and cannot do without severe consequences. So to recap, uh, this, again, the strategies are reduce or eliminate expenses, defer expenses or debt payments, communicate often with your employees, communicate with other business owners and their uh, or your business partners and or um, considering a pivot in your business, knowing the ins and outs of the various federal loan programs or state or local uh, grants and loan programs and solid legal advice. If you have any strategies that you'd like to share or even your experiences with borrowing federal money or uh, the issues that come up with employees, we've created an email address where we'd like to get your feedback. It'll also be in the episode notes as well. It's podcast at molinarioswald.com. We may share your thoughts or experiences on an upcoming podcast, but please know that all communication with us is confidential. And whatever we share will be anonymous. Thank you for listening. Remember, we all start small. This podcast is sponsored by the accounting firm of Molinari Oswald, located in Center Valley, PA. Serving small businesses globally. If you love this podcast, please tell a friend. Thank you.